the two most successful teams in the UK, millions of fans worldwide, and brought to you by a pair of f***ing wolves. It's the Red Side Rivals Social. Hello there everyone and welcome to game week four of the Red Side Rivals Social. We are back. I am Brad, the United man, and I'm with Lee as ever, the Liverpool nubhead. Alpha LSC Lee boy. <laughs> nice. I love your little introductions <laughs> that you give yourself. At least you moved away from the fat face one. <laughs> so, game week four. We're coming to you now, the final day of the transfer. Well, the, what should be the final day of everyone's transfer window. But what is the final day of the is it the international or European it's transfer European window? European transfer window. European transfer window. So the there Euro. has been a few little bits of uh, moves around on, on today that we will fill you in on. So let's dive straight into the news then. So what have you got, mate? Have you got any Liverpool news yeah, for so people? Yeah, so coming fresh out the club today. Fresh. fresh news. Like a fresh minty breeze into your mouth. Okay, that is the weirdest analogy <laughs> I've ever heard. But yeah, go with it. <laughs> so... um. Rangers are sniffing round Ryan Kent again, along with Club Bruges. So this is a permanent transfer. Um, it looks like Rangers are going to be the team to actually clinch his signature for seven million pounds, which is a good fee, really, for something that's unproven. It's How been many a, million? Seven million. That is really good. He was he was on loan at Ranger last year, had a really good successful season. He's twenty two, and at that age, if he's not really breaking into the team or there and thereabouts, he's not going to yeah. make it, is he? So for him and for the club, it's better he's separate. Yeah. And he moves on, so it looks like that could be happening today. It looks like Lovren is going to stay at Anfield. You got what you wanted, mate. So like he's he's not been around the club at all. He's not been in the actual squad for the last two three weeks. Yeah. Um. He's obviously been sniffing around making barbecues that I've seen on Instagram. But there was talk of him going to Roma, which fell through. I think AC Milan. He's been sn- like linked to someone in Spain, I think as well. Oh, okay. Um, and by Leverkusen, we're another team that I mentioned with him. I said to you off air again, I was a bit gutted that he was leaving, as much as he's um, the best defender in the world. Yeah. I think he's he's not first choice at Anfield. Obviously, you've got Matip and Gomez ahead of him, but what he does offer is he's a very experienced Premier League defender. Yeah. And I think if we are challenging like four fronts this year, that's the League Cup, FA Cup, Champions League, Premier League, you're going to want some sort of backup. And if Matip or Van Dijk were to get injured you need yeah. someone with experience to step in you can't really rely on your academy players and that's such an important role mm. in defence so I'm kind of relieved that he's staying to be honest mate I'm a bit made up about it because in layman's terms if you if you look at how much money we're going to get from him I think it was like 15 million reportedly it's not a lot of money in football Yeah. so for the sake of another season like going on a free potentially I'm happy to keep him yeah he is a massive donkey though no he is yeah he's like one one, he's one day he's looks... donkey though isn't he he is what, what will he offer he'll offer a strong ride. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the entire defence for a ride. That's about it. But I, I do get what you're saying, though. You to to have cover, you want an, you'd rather have an experienced centre half when you're as cover. I mean, you, he's he's a liability at times. But I know what you mean. He just lacks concentration sometimes, doesn't he? That's yeah. that's his only downfall. So you have him and some kid coming on, wouldn't you? That's unproven. Yeah. So I'm glad about that. Um, the other news coming out is what we touched on in the last podcast. Is yes. obviously. Bobby Duncan is... Oh, yeah, that's been rumbling on that. What the hell? So, obviously, the club made a statement to say that, obviously, they didn't b- believe anything his agent was saying. I won't go into too much of it, but they basically denied all acknowledgement of ever bullying, which you would. Yeah. So, 
from what I've heard, he's going to Fiorentina. He's in talks for him today. Um, he understands to be a fever region, two million pounds, which is not a lot of money really for someone with such a lot of prospects. But you take it; it's, it's money in the bank, isn't it? That was um, always so, going to happen. You need so, to just get rid of it. So he's travelling to Fiorentina today to discuss personal terms. I think the one thing they are putting in there is a twenty percent sign-on fee. So if you just yeah, move on, don't make time, a bit of money anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he's on his way out by the looks of it. But again, it's the international European transfer window. Yeah. There's not much going on really in England, England, is it? Unless someone's sniffing around our players. There's literally nothing going on here, unless it's yeah, people wanting to take our players away. Right, we're looking to trim your squads. What about United, mate? What's happening there? So, just one that I wanted to touch on. I meant to touch on it last week, to be honest, but um, I totally forgot. Was at Carrington. There was, there's a, there was, well, this was news in itself, but it's a couple of weeks old now, to be fair. It was um, there's a sign at Carrington now that says like players aren't allowed to stop to sign autographs for people. <laughs> what? He's joking. Yeah. Choke him a drink now, Yeah, sorry about that, mate. I nearly made you die. Um, <coughs> death by Lucas Aid. Not allowed to make signatures? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's, 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 it's all health and safety in it, basically. It's all health and safety gone mad. But that sign's there, and um, someone spray painted on it, Pogba out. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Like, give the guy a break do you know what I mean I feel so sorry for him well I don't feel so sorry for him like at all to be honest but I do think people need to give him a break he's he doesn't deserve all the no, he doesn't deserve all the slack he gets does he no he's... no I don't think he does to be honest so yeah that that was he might like the moment that he's like he's not not being confident in that and then like I moan about that but I'm not the person that's going and spray painting on, on the fucking thing carrot head popper out but like the people that moan Get about it going <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it said um, but yeah like the, the spray painting that on there how do you think he's going to react it's like Jesus Christ it's just stupid these morons that do stuff like that so yeah that that was just one that I wanted to mention some of the transfers that we've Bad. There's not been much really for United. We're just getting rid of some of the deadwood we mentioned Smalling last time out. Matteo Damien's now gone. Massive loss on him. He's gone for one and a half million to Palmer. It's so, a bargain for them, mate, to be honest. Yeah, one and a half million. He only had a year left on his contract. He's not been playing. A lot of fan sites and things like that have been saying that it's really bad business letting him go when we signed him for 12 million. But uh, And they were saying teams were coming in last year sniffing around the 10, 12 million mark. But Last season we didn't have Aaron Wambasaka, so we're not going to sell someone last season when we didn't have any cover for him. So, I mean, you've got to think about that. But I do understand as well. Like it's it's a ridiculously low amount of money, isn't it? Really, that is it another is it another bad bit of business again from from the Glazers? And the Glazers, I, the lack of honest, understanding. To in be football. honest, I don't think that this one was because, like I say, we we couldn't let him go when we didn't have any cover. But yeah, I, I do get that issue. Well, that, that, that was about it for United, to be honest, mate. Is there talk of anybody else going out today, potentially? Um, no, not really, you know. Nothing that, nothing that I've heard as of yet. I mean, what time is it short? Five o'clock? Oh, yeah. So, so there's not long left now. Not long left now, no. is there? So I think that'll be it for United, to be fair. But you have got... Haven't you got this Liverpool kit thing you wanted to do? Or are you not going to bother? Um, well, touch on it, mate, if you want, yeah. yeah so I think it was, was it like a week or so we've seen on social media that They've announced it on a few different platforms that there's a talk of us signing this massive Nike deal. Yeah. Which, um, in terms of money and progression for the team, it's amazing if the, the figures they're estimating are going to come out. Yeah. I think it's um, inevitable that you'll end up with a bigger, a bigger sponsor. A bigger kit sponsor, yeah. I think, in terms of kits themselves, I'm a bit good. I think New Balance, as well, although they're not, they're a huge 
branding different things, aren't they? But football kits are not. But they make very unique kit designs, don't they? They're not generic, like they're not the same yeah. at every club. It's very unique to that specific club. Why are they club. at any other clubs? Um, Celtic, Ooh. Sevilla. Oh, all the big names. Oh, all the big names. Sporting. Oh, shit. I can't think of anybody else. That's good knowledge, that, though. To be fair, <laughs> I couldn't rattle four off, mate. Um, so, yeah, I think in terms of like um, originality for kits, I'm a bit good that we are going to lose New Balance by the looks of it. Because like Nike just released the same generic kits every year, don't they? They might, yeah, be, a ma- they might be a massive brand and obviously make durable kits and durable kits and the, the regulate name to have it's associated just, with your club brand. that's all it is it's just the brand and the money that's all it is mate yeah so but if from the figures I'm taught the, that I've been throwing out how much United make on their deal I, I think yeah doubles I'm not Ed Woodward let me just um, let me just get my <laughs> accounts out so yeah I think all around it'd be good for the club to probably yeah. help invest in the youth under 23s the tra- new training ground the sniffing mm. around in Kirby the yeah. actual expansion of Anfield, so it's going to Yeah, there's reports of being bigger than United's Adidas deal, which was the biggest in Premier League yeah, history, yeah. wasn't it? So so I think it's only a positive, really. you got to f- forget about your association. and. Yeah, I feel like that'll probably happen, you know. I feel like that'll probably happen. Well, it's been rumoured for some time now, so I think this is like the fourth time I've seen it on social media. So, like, if you go on, on the internet and Google Liverpool's yeah. kits for next year, do you keep getting They're all Nike ones. They're all Nike ones, yeah. They're so not I think fan-made at all. But I think it's again, it's going to help us push on and push City more money into the club. We can go and yeah. buy bigger players, can't we? Great, that's always great news. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for United Liverpool news, isn't it? Really, I think because last last week's um, podcast we left quite late, didn't we? Yeah. So we like we like really hammered the two weeks worth of news, pretty much, didn't we? So the only other news we've got is like non-related transfers and things like that. So we'll give those a little bit of a mention. Ooh, it, so you know Marowicardi, you know, yeah, because I, I was going to tell you this off air, wasn't I? And I didn't. So you know Marowicardi, the Inter striker, he was left out of the Argentina side, wasn't he, for the World Cup? For the World Cup, and yeah. then he was left out of Inter's side pretty much all last season. And he's he's good, for you know, unknown reasons. Yeah, he's good, but he's one of them where he's a rogue personality. I think he's a bit weird. So now he's suing Inter and Conte for basically bullying and being mistreated so he's saying he on was, what grounds because he was saying that he's being he's training he's warming up with all the first team and then he's being forced to go out and he's train being ignored. And he's, he's up, being forced to go and train on his own so he's saying like it's not like I'm being made to train on my own they're letting me warm up with the first team and then expelling me to train on my own so he's suing Inter and now it's come out that he's um, there's a move on the cards now for him to PSG on loan PSG? yeah That'd be a sweet sign. He's a good footballer, but yeah, he's, off the field. He's, he's got a lot a of bit, goals, didn't he? I think yeah. two years ago. Yeah, he was he was really good, but I feel like he's one of the, he's like a bit too much of a character, so that's that'll be one to watch. I think that'll be a good signing for PSG that. He was linked with United at one point and I was I was made up I would want him to come, but um, I still think they were a lot of money from them, weren't they? Yeah. This was one from that was a couple of weeks ago, but I just want to talk about it. So Pep Guardiola was talking about youth medals uh, not youth medals sorry winners medals and how you don't get it unless you've played five games competitively more than five games what in the actual Premier League yeah, yeah yeah and he's saying that everyone should just get them basically even if you haven't paid them because you're part of the club and you're part of the thing so I just wanted to see what was your what? thoughts an, on an, that an increased allocation of medals to the squad yeah, but no he just basically wants everyone to get one 
that are associated with the first team. Yeah, so because there's, there's like there's like a grey area. Then, then you see, if you're saying that everyone's associated with the club, is that the under 23s? Is that the women's team? It's like, yeah, you've got to have some restriction because at the end of the day, you only want to give a medal to a player that's actually contributed to this that winning it, title. Yeah. This is why if you you have to play, if you've not played five games, you don't get it because you've not like, contributed enough. Would you want a medal? All right, I sat on the bench the entire season. I won the Premier League. No, you didn't contribute. So. Mm. I don't understand that thinking. I, I guess like if, if someone's been injured, yeah. played a, a minute or so because of that injury, yeah, give them a medal because they actually tried to contribute. Yeah. I understand that kind of thing. But if someone's been in and out of the squad all year and hasn't actually played any minutes whatsoever, why did they deserve one? It's a culture in it nowadays. It's this medal for coming last when you run a race and you come last and they're giving kids medals for coming last. That's, yeah. that's the culture that, that we're in now you can't, you're kind of going to lose that focus on players wanting to better themselves to actually yeah. try and get in the first team oh, it doesn't matter I'm just yeah. going to get a medal in the season anyway the only way the only way I, th- I agree like I agree with what you're saying I don't think you should get them if you haven't contributed the only way I can see them doing it would be like the NFL do it where you get you get a certain amount of medals so you go there's all your allocated uh, sorry it's super. It's a ring, isn't it? Yeah, it's super a ring, isn't ring. It? You get a certain amount of them, and they say, "There you go. You've won. Well done. Here's your rings. Now you distribute them how you want to." So then it's it's then the club's the choice clubs. who they give them to. But they don't have enough to cover. But they give them to whoever they want. I was thinking the NFL. They were saying uh, again on Talk Sport when I was listening to it. I think they get they they get like they give them to the all the first team and all the staff and then all the um, team that train with them and then they're left with like another like 10 to give to you know maybe like specific people in within the team like who like maybe the caterer gets one you know what I mean or whoever they feel like deserves one for that season oh, that's the only way around it I think or come up with an alternative so like for anybody that has played minutes and played over five games they all get medals the likes of your staff and squad players they get some sort of memorabilia to say that they were part of the winning squad yeah. But you don't get a medal. You get a signed picture of Pep Yeah, a certificate like you were in Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think you should only get a medal if you've actually played and won the title. from Pep, that. Yeah, it really is. It's, I understand his thinking that he wants everyone to be collectively part of the squad, but you can't award because they've got that. so many players, you can't give That's why. 100 medals to yeah, the squad. Yeah, yeah. I know, Stop stupid. buying so many players. Yeah. So... Other news was FIFA's stuff's come out, it's come out today, so we've obviously had UEFA have awarded their best players, haven't they? So FIFA's has come out today, so the nominees for... And the nominees And oh. the nominees for FIFA, best player, uh, well, I could do that for a living, that was well good, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, so goalkeeper, one for you in there. Uh, Mr. Allison. Yeah, Allison. Here's the other two. Edison. And uh, test are you gonna? So, um, are we gonna make our predictions as you go through these? Like, who we think's gonna get the actual? Well, I think the right up Allison's ass, so we'll probably get that. I think test Egan should get it, but Allison will get it. Or based upon when Chad the Champions yeah, League, yeah, he'll get it. Defenders, or is it just um, players? Is it out? I'm not goalkeepers seen... and outfield players, or collectively, is it? No, I think it is split up, but I've not seen the defender one. But obviously, Van Dyke's gonna win it, isn't he? But actually, saying that if Van Dyke's actually in the one with. Messi and Ronaldo must be like an outfield yeah, that the FIFA best player was exactly the same as UEFA so it was Messi Ronaldo and, and Van, Van Dijk. Dijk and then coach who's the Jürgen three coaches Klopp. Jürgen Klopp yeah Pep. I'll give you a clue they're all Pep. Premier League are they all Premier League yeah, yeah. Pep and then I'm going to go for um, what same it's Spurs Pochettino correct nice stats <laughs> <laughs> um, and then 
Just a little mention to the Women's Coach Award, because there's an United player, Phil Neville's in there. Is he actually in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be um, fair, he's done really well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done all right. What did they get to where we got to? The semis, semis, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then they just did what we did and, and got beat yeah. in the, in the um, third place playoff. And then there's a there's a funny one that I wanted to mention. So there's a, a FIFA Fan Award for Best Fan of the Year. <laughs> so it's like two random people on their own, like some um, Uruguayan and somebody else. And then the, th- the third nominee is... Every single Netherlands women's fan. I don't know, mate. So random. How are they going to get Pep on the phone? How are they going to all these medals? Pep, how are we going to do this, mate? You need to give everyone in the world that supports Netherlands a a medal. So, yeah, so that's a bit mental. And then the um, Puskas, obviously, which is the best goal award, has been narrowed down to three. So there's only three now. So, obviously, they've picked Messi, even though... Which goal was that? It's against Betis where like he gets the ball oh, he's and then he, run, the he right runs side. He, no he runs around the left and then just clips one with his left foot and he comes over the keeper from the left to right. It's the bar and goes in. Don't get me wrong, it's, it's a good amazing goal. It's finish. Technique. We couldn't do it. <laughs> we couldn't do it. No, it's great technique, but I feel like that's just put Messi in because it's Messi. It's just because it's Messi. There's loads of good goals on that Puskas list. Better than who's, that. Who's the opinion. other two? And then the other one's uh, Quintero for River Plate which is a free kick out from the left, which is set up perfectly for a nice in-swing with the left foot, and you just pelt just it, top it, bins. It, yeah. Top bins, mate, it's so sick. And then what should win it for me is uh, Daniel Cesori, which I think is it's a Serie B game, and um, it makes it more sweet because it's last minute of the game. It's, it's 92nd minute, and it's a ball that's played in from the left proper zip on it as well and he just jumps up over and volleys in the bottom right hand corner <laughs> it's, mate, that needs to win Absolute that tackers. If, I, won't, I won't be surprised if Quintero wins it but if Messi wins it I think that's just FIFA just giving it to Messi because just to keep him happy yeah <laughs> which should be ridiculous but that Daniel Cesori one for me should win it because honestly like when people over and volley it it's usually when it's a big looping ball and it, it just sits up nice but he's had to put all the power into but, it but it comes zipping in proper fast and he just goes fuck off and over and volleys <laughs> it oh mate it's so sweet so yeah so that's the Puskas that's been narrowed down to that is there any other transfer news just worth a mention before, worth we, go, a mention. before we go on yeah um, I think you've got Mkhitaryan's been linked with Roma alone, I think, isn't he? Right, okay. which is more a sort of thing. He's, he's linked with United, I suppose, isn't he? In some yeah, respects, he's, he's, player. Yeah, he's moving on. You've got Fernando Lorente from Spurs. He's moving on to Napoli. Right, okay. I think Mustafi's on his way out to Juve. That's uh, so a bit of clear out as well. Oh yeah, he's shit, Mustafi. He's German, isn't he? German international. God knows, should not be an international. Um, one of your ex-players, mate, is moving on somewhere else again now. He seems to be always on loan from Monaco. Falcao. Falcao. He's on his way to Galatasaray. No way. He's, he's another one like Sims, that guy at Inter. Yeah. Bags of ability, but his career's just like... It's a down while the when path. he went to United after that broken yeah. leg. And then I think the only one I'm really aware of other than that, mate, is that there's two. Lamina at Southampton's on his way to Galatasaray as well. Yeah. And then you've got... Um, Javier Hernandez, another ex United player. Oh, yeah. He's on his way to Sevilla. Going to Sevilla. That's good, that. What about you, mate? Any, have you any rumours on the Great Van? No, that's it, mate. That's it for me. So the news is a bit short this week, but yeah, like I said, we hammered it last week. Um, there may be some transfers that trickle through, but we'll, we'll grab them on next, week's, um, on next week's podcast. So, shall we head into foot first, two, foot, two footed two challenge? Two footed, into red the card reviews. challenge into the reviews. Cool. So, should I kick off our under-23s? are always first, aren't they? Because we're in, um, we play on a Friday night. So. Yeah, go for it, yeah. So, 
Our under-23s, I mentioned last week, we're playing West Ham. 2-2 draw. So it was first v second. We've absolutely been blitzing it, playing really good attacking football. Um, and we just we come up against a really strong similar side. So, yeah, good result, really. Really, really good goal from Angel Gomez, mate. I, I made a shout last week for him to come into the, the first team as a number 10. And he, he picks the ball up and he just drives. He drives through the defence and just unleashes a shot <laughs> top left. Sick, mate. Such a good goal. He looks really good, uh, Angel Gomez. Seems to get better and better, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's one of them. Do you leave him in there just to apply his trade a bit and get better? Or do you throw him in? I feel like leave it for now and, and, and see how we go. And then if we need him, we call him up. I think it's very similar to Ryan Brewster, it was. Yeah. He's, got, he's, he's ready. Angel Gomez isn't a prick, though. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Ramzani. Then they went up 2-1 and Ramzani pulled one back for us. Leaves us still top um, of the league. I think we're on joint points with West Ham. You're top fair. of some league, aren't you, mate? <laughs> got to be top of some, mate. I'd be killing myself. Uh, and we've got Fulham next next Friday. We're, we're in the bottom three, so look forward to that one. So, how did your under twenty threes do? Oh, I don't think I don't think they play, mate. <laughs> yes, they got beat again. They got, they got absolutely nailed by um, City. Oh my god! Relegation, mate. Four one. 4-1 at home. Why do you always concede four? I have no idea, mate. 4-1 at home. Um, the only positive that came out of that game was the fact that Brewster, Brewster scored again. Did he, yeah? So he's on the score sheet again. He's looking really sharp. and I really want to see him have some minutes in the Premier League, if I'm honest. Because you, you can't rely on Salah hard, and Mane and Hard for Liverpool, for me, well, mate, when you've got such a strong but squad. But it's like if you... like. Like I said the other day, if we're freeing up at, at home to Arsenal with two minutes to go, bring him on just yeah, to get yeah. used to the atmosphere and being around the first team. True, yeah, true. To be like fair. tired legs in a defence, try and get him in behind. So yeah. I'd like to see him more integrated into the squad very similar to with Gomez like over the next few weeks. Because if there is any injuries, let's be honest, you can't see Salah, Mane and Firmino being injury-free again. Like touch wood, surely, surely they're going to get injured. I'd love Someone's going to get injured at some point. Leg. No, not Salah. that far, mate. Come on, that's a bit extreme. Right, sorry, I'd love to see So we've got Origi, obviously, legs. but I think it'd be nice for Brewster to be around the squad, even if he's not in the... Is it 16 or 18 now? I can't remember. Players. No, it's, it's, it's 18, isn't it? 18, yeah. So even if he's not in the actual 18, training regularly, the first team, being around the first team players and learning off him. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah, overall we were absolutely shit. Maybe we got beat again. Cool, awesome. Women's football. I think yours had a game. Ours didn't play. We've had our last preseason. We had a preseason. You yeah, played. Yeah, they played um, Rangers women. So obviously the Scottish football in general. But I'm glad they never played Rangers men. Thanks for playing. <laughs> well, I think they probably still beat them as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they won eight one. Surprisingly. Wow. <laughs> absolutely nailed them. Babajaji scored four. Who? I don't know if I said that correctly. Did you say Papa Shango? <laughs> Baba Janti. <laughs> oh, prepare myself. Lee needs to learn how to speak. Right, so um, Papa, is it Hulk, we've got yours, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Lynette score one. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm, I'm abbreviating this because the, the actual link has it's CSK. Do you know who that is? Do you want me to tell you? I'm trying to look right now. It's but Courtney Sweetman Kirk. That's the one, yes. We did a feature on it on our Instagram. Every Wednesday we do um, Women's Wednesday, which we try and give people an insight into the women's game. So Lee doesn't realise, but he actually picked her as one of the people to cover. And as one as the one to watch, he's forgot already. <laughs> so, but I think yeah, with, with the women's game, out. you can actually clearly see there's a massive gulf in levels, isn't there? So even you can't really judge that off pre-season 8-1. Mm. They've put a lot of money into the um, women's 
Women's footy in England, though. In England, they have, yeah. Yeah, So yeah. I think that's going to be a good level this year. And I think, aren't you going the women's game this weekend? Yeah, so it, it all kicks off next weekend. So um, I'm actually going to go to the, it's the Manchester Derby for first game. Big test for United. So I'm going to go and watch it and see how we get on. Obviously, it's international break, so we'll bring you that review next week. But yeah, I'm going to go and see how they go get on, cheer the girls on, see what goes on. Should be should be good. It's, it's exciting. It'd be different, mate. It'd be good it's to see. Exciting to see United in the, in the Premier League. So it'd be good. Sorry, it's not the Premier League. What's it called? Women's Super League. Sorry. Women's Super League, isn't yeah. it? So that leads us into our first team reviews. And as you can hear, my voice. The tone to of your sink. voice. Do you want to run us it's through? It's like the, your balls uh, are drooping, drooping, <laughs> <laughs> dropping it deeper every week, mate. Oh, mate, my balls are going to be getting doing keep ups with my balls if we carry on. <laughs> So I'm gonna be pulling them off. <laughs> with, with the fixtures, mate, you are gonna to have to dive in again two footed because yours is the first fix of the opening weekend, weren't it? Oh god, thanks. Great. So you were playing Southampton away, weren't you? At St Mary's, that long drive, you're worried about travelling Europe, never mind down to the south coast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so how did you get on? Well, the travel obviously hit us hard, mate, down to St Mary's. <laughs> so it so right, okay. So we started off starting 11 change, which was really good to see. So obviously last week came into under a lot of criticism for of, of Lingard. And it, I said it'd be nice to see this starting 11 change and Ollie to notice that he wasn't good enough in that position. And that's exactly what happened. So he set up, I said I wanted someone more creative in that number 10 role. And to be fair, I'd totally forgotten about Juan Mata. Juan Mata yeah. is... Is a little little Spanish creative player, Magician. isn't he? Yeah, and, yeah. But he never used to get played in that role. So I didn't know, actually, if he'd be wide right, because he brought Pereira into the side as well. So he played Pereira and Mata. So I thought, oh, where are they going to play? But it was it was quite good to see Mata in that central role. So I thought, yes, he's a bit more creative. Um, so, and he's a proven midfielder yeah, in Premier League, he's, isn't he? As well? He's not got legs to play out wide, so it was good to see him in that role where you don't have to move much. So yeah, I was pleased with that. So we came out a lot more positive. To be fair, we were away from home and Southampton were obviously at home. So they didn't do what Palace did and sat behind the ball because they're not going to at home, are they? So, no. And we prefer that when teams try and play against us. So we came out, opening chance, James down the left. Good start, good good um, positive start. Again though, we were having a pop and we were giving it a go and we were zipping the ball around a lot faster than we did against Palace because... There was spaces in there. It wasn't just a jam-packed 11 in one side of the of the pitch. But again, we're giving the ball away. And we're, like I feel like I should just get sloppiness tattooed on my forehead if it wouldn't look so weird me walking around the streets. Of a moist head. <laughs> yeah, people would be like, what are you doing? So why the hell we're, we're taking a throw-in, throwing it to the person, they're trying to play it back to the person who's given the throw-in, and then we're knocking it out for, for, for another throw-in. It's like, so frustrating what is going on yeah it's just like little things like that that needs to be ironed out so quickly because honestly mate it's our biggest biggest problem that I think I think one of our biggest problems anyway one of them yeah Southampton are notorious for their their press under the new manager so they press but I think they'll, that's what this is why I don't think they'll be too great this season they don't press really that well so we played our way out of the press early on because they, they came at us quite well, but we, we, could, we could play our way out of it, which was quite positive to see. On seven minutes, Bufal had a chance, and we stood off him, and he had a little pop. 
good to see then that we were we were getting up the pitch and we were cre- we were creating stuff. I think that was a lot more down to the fact that Mata was in there and he was helping us create a lot more and linking play up more than Lingard does. He doesn't move much, so he's, you can always hit him in that position. So it was helping us. We were creating more chances, and then literally in the tenth minute, Daniel James comes in, cuts inside from the left, unleashes a fucking brilliant shot um, into, into the top corner. Yeah. Um, Cedric was showing in the line and he was just like nah come inside and just, just wellied one in so really really good goal James is, is becoming a really important player for us which, which I, you wouldn't have ex- which anticipated I, at the start exactly of the season mate. the words out of my mouth mate I would not think that I thought he was going to come on and just be on the bench so really good to see that we've at least got someone that's a bit of an impact player again that happened literally straight after chance for Hilberg Good job he's shit, to be honest, because he should have scored really well. Oh, he should have done better, should I say. We were hitting it long a lot more, which was good to see. You you mentioned us, oh, they have a plan B. So we were getting really pressed quite a lot from Southampton. So instead of doing our play out from the back, hitting it long. And we weren't just doing it in an old school, pumping it up the field way. We were doing it with a bit of purpose and like hitting players out. And it was actually working for us. So... That was a good thing, a good thing to see. Again, on 16 minutes, we're giving the ball away again. It's just stupid things. Like, honestly, mate, it's just so frustrating. If I could get like a highlight reel together from the Palace game and the Wolves game second half, and this like game, a mirrored image of all the, of all the chances where where we're unforced errors, where we're just giving the, giving the ball away, mate, I'd have an absolute field day. I'd probably have about 60, 60 clips of it. I'm not even joking. On the 90th minute, Wamisaka had a good chance on the volley. Obviously, it didn't end well. Another chance again, 22nd minute for James. And I just felt that this was so much better. We were just we were really playing a lot better, more positive, creating a lot more. Chance then again on the counter-attack. Uh, Rashford fizzed it in. Nice pass from Mata. It's just really nice to see Mata in that role. Like I said, he, he can pick a pass out. It was really good. Then there was a ball in then to Rashford. Should... Glad he was offside, eventually called offside, but mate, it was on a plate for him. All he had to do was, was just knock it in and he, he fluffed his line, he fluffed but his... it was called offside, luckily for him. And all that was in the opening 30 minutes. And I've mentioned there more chances than I did in the entire Crystal Palace game. So it was a really good opening 30 minutes. Sloppy again, though. Lindelof does well to try and pass it out. Um, and he gives it away for a throw. It's like... Lindelof, Lindelof does well to try and play us out from the back and then McTominay's like yeah have it back and then he plays it out for throwing yeah, he's I just mean, like, oh, like there was loads of pressure they were push, they were pressing us and then Lindelof just knocked one around the corner give it to McTominay Lindelof shows himself back for the 1-2 McTominay just puts it out and then they've got a throw in right up in, near our area invites pressure onto you yeah. like what are you doing it's like creating our own chance our own uh, downfall so yeah, that was it then really till the end of the half. It was just carried on being the same. Really good first half in my eyes. I was like, nice one. Like an improvement on the past performance. Yeah, yeah, I was like thinking good. I, I wasn't I wasn't in any way unhappy there first half. I was like, right, he's made changes to the starting eleven. We've created a lot more. Yeah, we're still sloppy, but it was a good improvement. Second half, fifty minutes again, first chance. Rashford had to get over the top of the ball, but he didn't, so another chance there. 55th minute then, Southampton should score really. Um, Shea Adams, our own fault. 
Shadams comes through, and we're so, we, we were so we were so lucky, really. He should have scored, uh, and then that led to literally a few minutes later, they were inviting pressure. Corner kick comes in, put in, brilliant save by De Gea. He pushes it out wide and everything. It goes out. Nobody, nobody gets out of the box for me. We we all just stay static in the box. Their centre half stays in the box. Like if we're all pushing out, their centre half isn't staying in the box. He's offside. He's a big lad as well. Yeah, that Vestergaard. And then lovely little ball comes in, and then again, like like I said last week, Lindelof beating the air, and it's one all, and then it's fucking game on, then isn't it? And St Mary's erupts, and then you just you just and it's like when you're giving the ball away and you're making your own mistakes, especially when you're away from home, you give the fans something to cheer about, and you make it so much harder for yourself when the fans get behind the home team, and all of a sudden you're inviting you the game changes, you're pressuring it? yourself, and you're under so much more pressure when the fans are like everything that Southampton are doing, and then the fans are like come on, and you're like you're making this change in a flash of football, but you're making this problem for yourself. It's just so annoying. So our heads went down, our game plan changed. And then the game changed. And when I said we were knocking it long in the first half, then it was quite nice to see us beating Southampton's press by knocking it long. Well, we just stopped doing that then. So then so then we were trying to play our way out really, really sloppy. Do you know what I mean? So then, like again, inviting, us, <laughs> inviting more pressure onto ourselves. Then in the 68th minute, he made a change, which I was really surprised to see, Ollie. He brought Matic on. I think it was for Mata. And then... He put Matic where Pogba was and pushed Pogba up into that number ten role, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's actually he's actually done it!" Like, and I thought this could be it now. So then Lingard came on as well for Pereira out wide, which is a lot much better place to see Lingard play because I don't think Pereira is that good out wide. I think he's better essentially. Better yeah, Lingard runs a lot, so he's he's good out wide. So I thought two really good subs from Ali there. He brought them on, and then as soon as he brought them on, it went to Palace syndrome. Saints just went bosh and just sat and sat in and went right come on then beat playing us for the draw you went come on beat us then and then on 72 minutes fucking hell me Danso just comes in what, uh, I think he's like a young Austrian and just absolutely cleans one of our players out I can't remember who it was now can't remember who it was McTominay I think it was he, he just he just knocks it round him and he just absolutely unleashes on him <laughs> and he was just like he just knew straight away he was getting booked so it was a second yellow and then off he went and then if they if they weren't dropping back before mate they just like sat even deeper ten men they just sat it's in it's impossible there. to break teams down they do that sometimes don't yeah. they yeah well it's not if, but if it, heavy legs to me if you've been playing yeah. 70 odd minutes so as soon as that happened I just I just I wrote down my notes even more like Palace Syndrome now because I just thought we couldn't do it against Palace for 90 minutes. Now they're going to sit in for these last, like, what, 20, 15 minutes and we're just going to not be able to get through. And that's what happened, basically. There's nothing really to talk about until the end of the game because it was just like the Palace game then. Just left to right, trying everything, trying to get in. They brought Mason Greenwood on 81st minute. He played quite well for my as well. Yeah, he, he comes in, he brings you something. He, he's, he's very attacking. He, he goes at players. And it was just... That second half, once they had 10 men, it was just pathetic. We're going to struggle if teams are watching that. Teams are going to analyse United and go, well, we'll just sit in against them. But United. they can't break us down. Yeah, we'll just sit in against them then. The only positive thing was Pogba moved up into that number 10 role and he did pick out a few assists. He picked out a couple for Rashford where, all right, they fell onto his wrong foot, but he should be scoring or hitting the target yeah. at least. But I hope Ollie's seen enough there from Pogba playing in that role 
and doing exactly like I said last week, he's taking the ball, he's turning, he's looking, he's playing and passing. That's a lot better. He's he's our most creative player on the field, Pogba. Literally, like we don't have anyone anywhere near as creative as him. And almost to get the best out of him, you need to massage his ego, don't you? Yeah. So if like, he feels more comfortable playing up there, listen, mate, I, want you I believe to go in up you. There and I want your your our main outlet here. I want you to go and play there. I don't want to see Pogba picking the ball up off Lindelof. No. And then and then he's not in. effective because I think you. It's shown, especially like the back in the last season and the first three games of this year, yeah. prior to obviously that match. Yeah. That the the further you're playing back, mm. the less productive he is. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He's no good at chasing people, is he? Yeah. So if he's got people in, running at him, ideal, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. In an ideal world with Pogba, you do like what we did under Fergie with Rooney, where towards the latter of his career, not when we first signed him, but towards his, his like early thirties, where you just give him that free role and you just say you're in that area there, you've got a free role, but you can do that when you've got a better team around you. That can mop you can up trust those you. behind but him. You can't say to Pogba have a free role because people just have a field day with our team that we've got. Like you had a Cantillo, Fabinho, yeah, or something like that. The, that's the, probably the best thing you could say to Pogba is you've got you've got free reign in that midfield. Be where you think you want to be or where that team needs you to be. But I'd love to see him up in that number ten role, mate, and just start there because what I seen in that last few minutes, if he had that full ninety minutes, say we'd had that first half against uh, Southampton. Or early second half, we'd probably have been two or three up, maybe. It might have a different impact. That he's creating, yeah, yeah. So, I think it, it goes back to Marino, mate. If you look at him, he lost um, Pogba's confidence, didn't he, by playing him out of position and somewhere he didn't Bench want to be. Stuff and and was, he that. did the same to Hazard, mate, at Chelsea. He, he, was, he, was, he was expecting Hazard to chase back, where he's more productive going forward. So it's Kevin De Bruyne, I remember. You're losing those strong attributes that the players are bringing in yeah. the squad, and you're making them do things you don't want to do or. Yeah. aren't comfortable doing it it just yeah. makes the confidence go night dog yeah. nose, nose dive <laughs> it's a laser ladies and gents yes it is it's a noob doob whatever it <laughs> <Noob> is <doob. laughs> but yeah no I, I I agree I mean they do have to suck it up don't they when they're being told what yeah because to you're a professional in the day aren't you when you're looking at your best player you've got to play to his strengths so in review then oh do you want me to do positives and negatives well I think you are a little bit more positive even though you've dropped points and you've drew one all the way mm-hmm. to Southampton yeah, I think overall, considering how you how you sounded the other day, <laughs> going over the Palace game, you oh, you seem man. a bit more positive in the sense that just, you're showing signs of yeah improvement. Yeah, I just worry for us when we're playing teams at home now that are, that aren't as good in inverted commas because they'll just do what Palace did, and it means we're going to drop loads of points at home. I can see it coming, but that's why I wanted to see Pogba. So. In review, really, I just put we're victims of our own sloppiness. We give teams too much and we're poor going forward when teams sit in. There was a lot more chances this game, but not enough at the end of them. So my main positive, I would say, would be we played a lot better first half. We need to be more clinical and we need to get on the end of these chances. And I would say that the negative was, again, like I've said every single week, sloppiness. <laughs> It's just honestly, if you if you watch the back of your shirt, sloppiness. Sloppiness number nine. Nineteen. Nineteen <laughs> sloppiness. It's like <laughs> So yeah, again, I'm hopefully next time we do a review, I'm not gonna sit here and say sloppiness as a negative. But well, I probably will do because it's probably gonna be sloppy, sloppy, sloppiness. But yeah. Better. So it's a better performance, mate. Better, but like I said last time. Come on, don't we be so to... down about it. Don't cry. It's all right. I'm not crying. Inside you are. I've just been cutting onions. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like like I say, like more more 
positive first half. Why we don't keep going at games like that, I do not know. But when teams change the tact against us, we are going to struggle. You're going to struggle at times, aren't you? Yeah. I didn't actually mention last week, obviously, the um, injuries to Martial and Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's, um, they reckon he's going to need the international break for both of them. So that's what we're obviously on next week. So we'll see. We'll see what where they're at, but yeah, we could we could really do a Martial back. <laughs> Desperate times. He's the only one that's on fire. Well, I say on fire. He wasn't like physically on fire like your mate was that time. From a shield. <laughs> Can't believe he actually witnessed uh, a real human on fire <laughs> at one point in his life. This is like a new revelation that he only told me about. Like, and he burns today. like a ring of fire. He burns to a crisp in front of these eyes. <laughs> Thankfully, he's all right now. Yeah, he, he sounds like a great mate to have, like, though. <laughs> just, oh, just before we move on, just a little story that I, uh, that I saw after the game was, I think it was like a United fan site or something, I'm not 100% sure, but someone was interviewing this. Have you seen it? Have you, have you I've seen it on like, a Facebook. Yeah. Old man. Yeah. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it physically, oh, watched it, God. no, but apparently he was crying he his was, eyes out, really. It sounds, it sounds like, it sounds funny, but it was just so tight. He just, that, he's... He asked him for his review on the game, and he, he talked about how like that that Aaron that Aaron down the right hand side. He said he's something else. He was like he just makes loads of tackles. He said no one gets past it, and then as he said that, he just started welling up. <laughs> I was like, oh no way! And then um, he's like, Are you all right, mate? He was like You're getting a bit emotional there, and he was like, yeah. And he was like, um, he's like, why? What's up? And then he was just started crying, and he was like. We just dropped two points. <laughs> as funny as it Someone's is. had a beer. Oh, mate, is it funny as it was, though? It was so tight. I was like, this fella's probably been supporting United for like 30 odd, 40 years. Seeing us go through like thick and thin, and he's like just so distraught by like other teams. He just devastates how bad yeah. you're at the moment. Like, where everyone else is crying inside, he just couldn't hold it in. <laughs> just so, I just felt it was so tight and just deserved a mention, but. Things will get his, better for you, mate. His his tears reflect uh, the tears of every night. My fan. tears of joy. <laughs> yeah, your tears of joy, you scumbag. But, yeah, should we move on, please, to... To the, the re- remaining fixtures yeah, go and on, results. Give us the yeah. results, mate, yeah. So the time sponsored by Accuracy is... Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chelsea are at home to Sheffield United. Um, and it was a surprising 2-0 yeah, two, 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 draw, two, wasn't it? Two, yeah. They were 2-0 up at half-time and United came back. Not the real United. Yeah, don't worry, not us. We don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, managed to get a, a point away to Chelsea. Really good performance as well, apparently, from mm. Sheffield United. Another um, positive result for Lampard. <laughs> um, Crystal Palace won at home to continue their fine form after beating United on Trafford. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> to pick themselves up from a loss at Colchester, yeah. Back to back wins for them. <laughs> Leicester won three one at Bournemouth. Sorry, at home to Bournemouth. Yeah. City got beat by Brighton four 0 No, that didn't happen. And they won four 0 again. Didn't Did they? they? Flying high, mate. Aguero scored two and an absolute screamer from what I've seen. You and you and City are going to be the teams too. It's a golfing class, mate. It's just ridiculous, yeah, isn't it? It is. You can see the difference already at the stage of the season. After four games, there's already like a what four point gap between yeah, us and mental. third place. And um, Newcastle drew one all with Watford at home. West Ham won 2 0 at home to Norwich, and then that swiftly moves us on to our boys, mate. Right, yeah, well, then, boys. Well, my boys, not your boys. Not my boys. So, um, just for all those that weren't aware, me and Brad watched it together on Saturday. We did. Brad yeah. loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was a tough game away to Burnley, 
Um, so the game quite started off quite bright, mate. Didn't it? To be fair. Yeah. So in mean, the first like couple of minutes, it was end to end. <laughs> it wasn't a slow yeah, start. I said it was really open. Just game. exchanging blows, weren't we? So. Um, <laughs> so it was a, a good start by us. Uh, Fabinho, after two minutes, had like a half-hearted, half volley on the edge of the box. Um, after five minutes, we nearly scored straight away. <laughs> Brass deep throat, <laughs> deep throat in the microphone as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Seller um, cutting in from the left after a fine pass by many rather postingly, which is actually a good save by the Pope, not the real Pope. But, oh, not the real Pope. He um, got stuck in the lift this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> So after five minutes, we nearly one up. Um, again, we had another chance with Mane, who had a half-hearted shot again. Henderson um, played a beautiful ball through to Salah, who wasted like a, a close-range shot one on one with Pope. It's like he didn't quite hit it properly. It deflected back off him, went wide. Um, and then after 27 minutes, Alexander-Arnold with a beautiful shot come cross straight into the top corner. Mate. We thought that just went straight in. I didn't realise it was an OG. Yeah, so I think, obviously, our wing-backs have been told week in, week out, just try and get the ball into the box as many times as you can. It doesn't matter what type of cross it is. just cause the defence problems, isn't it? Mm. So they, they get up and down the wings constantly. And it was a very fluky, like, one little head start to us. So we went in 1-0, and then pretty much about six minutes later, it was two before we knew it, um, a sloppy, I think it was, was it me? As the commentator, commentator said, I guess, <laughs> me. It's me with the clearance every five minutes. Clearance by me. Surely um, not me. Me was on the halfway line trying to play a very delicate pass. I think it was Tarkovsky, was it? I don't know. On the halfway line, and then Firmino picked it up, ran straight at the defence, put him under trouble, and just pinged off on that a delicate little pass out. I left to Manny, slotted it into the bottom right corner. Slotted it to make it two. And by that point, the game was pretty much over, wasn't it, really? Yeah, you started to... You started we to started to control it, pinging off passes, like, to, at our speed, really. It, like. was, it was back in two, first half, and then second half, yeah, you just it just slowly went into your favour, didn't it? Yeah, so um, we went in at half-time, really, under control. I said to Brad, like... As the game kicked off, I said it's weird as a Liverpool fan now where you're watching a match and you just don't feel under pressure. You just expect the result, which is not a good thing to do, is it? Like to expect the result because you're going to be massively disappointed if you end up slipping up. Yeah. I think with us, we're constantly under pressure now is because City are so good that we're expected to win all of our games and you've got to win. If you don't, you're behind City and it's already given yeah. up from the flag, aren't you? So we went into the second half. We pretty much start off where we did in the first half. It was end to end with exchanging blows with Burnley again. After 64 minutes, um, I think it was an acrobatic scissor kick by Firmino, wasn't it? Off a corner. I've blocked it all. You blocked it out of your mind. After 70 minutes, um, Jordan Henderson took a bit of a dead leg, so he came off for um, Chamberlain, which was good to see him get some minutes. Um, Van Dijk, after 71 minutes, had a long range shot, which went way over the bar. (laughs) Shit. Absolutely (laughs) diabolical. One thing he's done wrong in the past. Um, and then after 80 minutes, um, again. it was sense. a, I think it was Fabinho, no, I didn't get dribbled past again. He did. He did, mate. He did, mate. He, he dropped s- off. He, dribbled, he dropped to the line. And, so I, get was, and I was like, ha! <laughs> after 80 minutes, I think it was Fabinho, pinged over a high ball over the defence. Salah picked up, ran down the channel, cut inside. He didn't really mean to pass it, but it counted as an assist anyway. And then Bobby just slotted in the bottom corner. A really, really good finish by him. To make it free, um, and then after that, nothing really happened, mate. And um, Burnley didn't offer any any chances, any blows. Yeah, once it got to three 0 it was kind of just went at it. Like 
it kind of just it fizzled out, out didn't it? it really yeah yeah so all around it was a, a very impressive away victory but after what? me worrying such a hat go on sorry mate to interrupt you but what about before you just finish up what about the before Mane got subbed Oh yeah, that that, that was that was literally the main talking point, wasn't it? After yeah, that. so I think for me, obviously, first impressions as a neutral or from a Liverpool fan, you're thinking, what's going on there? But it's like we've played football, yeah, and it wasn't the fact he was being substituted; it was that selfish moment. We'll touch on to Salah as well. So it was one of the moments where Salah was desperate. If you watch him all over the last season, when he hasn't scored after an hour, he gets a bit selfish and a bit stroppy. Like he he feels like he's got to score. Salah. Salah. Right. So there's a couple of moments in, in the first half and second half where he should have just passed it. I think in the first half especially, it was after like 20 or so minutes, he did a like, delicate couple of dribbles in and out of the defence and then instead of passing it square to Firmino to drill it in and have a shot maybe score, he tried to ping a shot out from like 20, 30 yards into the top corner. It didn't work out. Second half, again, he cut in, did all the hard work square and then he, like he, had, he had two. It. It's like square to Mane, square to... I think it was Robinson running on as well. And it would have been 4-0. And Mane's face has dropped and you could tell that he was pissed off basically, wasn't he? So then he got substituted and then I think he come off. He wasn't shouted at York and Klopp. He was shouted at Henderson like saying, basically like, why didn't Salah pass it? Then he yeah. just lost the plot. Klopp was laughing to He was, say. yeah. So he, he obviously tried to calm it down. I think they were arguing the tunnel as well afterwards. Yeah, did you see seen, uh, like Bobby Roberto, was laughing. Roberto Firmino when he was pulling that face walking down the tunnel? That was, that was pretty funny actually. But like, I think it's a good thing to see is that we've got three... They're not out-and-out strikers, but we've got three strikers that are all desperate to score goals yeah. and to win trophies at Liverpool at the moment. They, they've got that hunger and desire now. Yeah, After winning the Super Cup and yeah, winning the Champions yeah. League, they come second. They're all desperate to do well for themselves as well as a team. So Mane was the joint leading goal scorer last year with Salah, yeah. the golden boot in the Premier League. Firmino has been on absolute fire this year. Since the start of the season, he just looks sharp and he looks like one the better one out of all three of them at the moment. Yeah. He's young son Kerry, really, isn't he? But we're, I think Mane just is he's, he's desperate to score goals as much as Salah is. And I think if you're if you're working as a collective three, they've let on so many chances for him. So why doesn't he return the favour? I think he's just a bit selfish sometimes. Yeah, I feel like it can go one of two ways now. It can either affect them on the pitch, which I don't think it will do because you're no. creating so many chances. Whereas I hate to put United down. Because I don't, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't want to. I, I support the team, like. But I think if it was that was to happen at United, where there's already a bit of a lull and heads are down, and we're not creating enough chances, and that could have a real negative impact. But I think where Mane, let's face it, he's probably going to score in the next game. Yeah. Anyway, it it gets it'll probably got forgotten about, so it's not too much of an issue. But I think there's that rivalry between them. Yeah. As much as the, they want the team to do well collectively, between the three of them, they want to score the most goals. Yeah. Which is like any striker, you want to have that ambition to be the, the highest league, league goal scorer, yeah. don't you? So I think it'll, it'll have a, a more positive impact than it will negative. I think there's a slight concern. They're probably thinking, right, why should we pass to Salah now if he's yeah. not going to pass to us? And they might all become a bit selfish, but you're going to become counterproductive, aren't you? Yeah. You're not going to score any goals as a team. It'll be interesting to see now, you know, all the clubs always release pictures from. Obviously, everyone goes away. Like to positive pictures. Everyone releases pictures of the training camp before the game. It'd be interesting to just have a look at those from Liverpool and see if Mane and Salah are in there laughing and joking together. Yeah, but apparently, from what Klopp's command said and Jordan Henderson, he said it, they, they were basically laughing in the actual yeah. dressing room oh, afterwards. Right. He had a bit of a discussion between them and obviously sort of things out, and yeah. then they were just laughing it off. 
Yeah. But I think Manny's a bit of a hothead anyway, isn't he? He's a hot yeah. forehead. <laughs> Man, have you seen the size of that thing? One sweaty bastard. That's that's the biggest forehead I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but touching our game again, mate. No. There wasn't much to talk about really because it was a bit. As much as we scored three goals, we never really got going. It always felt like I, I keep saying this like there's another gear for us to get into. Like no one's really testing us. I think there's. <laughs> no, but I think that's the way it's got at the moment. It's like Liverpool and City are so much far ahead of the Premier League. Yeah, there is a gulf there, you can see. And you, we're already like ahead of everybody in the league. It doesn't seem like there's going to be any other challenges. It's just going to be between us two to finish first or second. It's early days yet, mate, but you can only go off what you've seen so far. Yeah, and yeah. I do, I do, so, I do agree with So that's now there. 13 games unbeaten in the, in the Premier League. I'm sure it's 21 in total, if you include last year as well. We've not lost a game in home or away in 21 games. So, stat man, you gave me a stat oh, in the last podcast, right? <laughs> He's pointing his finger. Coming back this at you. This means business. Coming back at you with stats. He's a step <laughs> Um Right, so you give me a stat saying, what was it, something about Ollie and how you've lost X amount of games in a row since last season and all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to knock me down even further. Well, guess what? Go on. I've risen from the ashes like your burnt friend. <laughs> right. How many teams since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have got more points than United? What, since he took charge? Since Solskjaer. In the last charge, 14 games? How many teams in, have got more general? points than United? In in the Premier League, how many teams have got more points than United? Two. Yeah, and who are they? City. Yeah. This should be quite obvious. And Liverpool? Yeah. 45 points United have got since he took over, and that's more... Than any other team other than City and Liverpool. Um, and when he took over, what position was you? <laughs> this stat has nothing to do with positions, mate. <laughs> and, um, so as good as that and, stat is, and my solicitor, so when he took over, <laughs> and my solicitor, what position was you? Something to say, and no <laughs> comment. <laughs> I told so you. just for the record, for those that don't know, when he took over, they were sixth. <laughs> when they finished that season, they were sixth. <laughs> So as good as that stat was, you're still shit. <laughs> Listen, mate. Burnt. It's not. The stat's still there. The stat is there. I'll give you that one. Coming next week, isn't it? A better stat than that. So, so good all in all, mate, is... No positives and negatives. Go on. So I think one massive positive is um, the two unsung heroes really of our team. If you think about Liverpool... The groundsman. Yeah, that was included. <laughs> the chef. <laughs> I think when you look at our squad, who would you say our own sun carers are? From an out, out, outside well, I know point of view. One because I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to pretend si like I'm going to do my tip. <laughs> my TPS. Yeah. And, and who's the second? Unsung hero. Yeah. So if you look at our squad, who gets the most plaudits every week? Mane. No, Salah. And Mane. Mane. Like, but nobody else really gets a mention, do they? So I'd say there's three, actually. Fuck me. So in our squad at the moment, I think... The most important player in our squad at the moment is probably Fabinho because he's doing so much day weight. The defence, so he, he's having to do yeah, cover more ground too, yeah. and do more defensive contributions recently because our defence is pushing up a lot higher. So he's having to drop in as like a third centre-back. If you watch the game, he just sits in front of Van Dijk and Matip and just cleans everything up. I'm going to call him the cleaner. Right, okay. nice. So like, he doesn't really lose the ball. He's very good with the ball. He yeah. can win headers. He can tackle. He's a bit like... Pogba. Only better. Only better. Only arsed. <laughs> Only arsed, yeah. So I think 
he deserves a mention because over the last few weeks I think he's just getting better and better and better he's proven his he's worth to the squad been, he's probably like the first name in the squad before he, oh, apart from Salah and Mane I, but, I mean defensively in the, in the mid three of three now I think if you look at our squad or any squad you should always have like five players that are definite starters or six yeah, then the rest like a core team you mess with rest, so if yeah. you look at our team now Allison, Van Dyke. well Allison's not made it so what I mean if you in general oh, okay. Allison, Van Dyke, Robertson Trent Fabinho, Mane, Firmino, and Salah. But I think Jordan Henderson and Genie, they always rotate with Milner, Chamberlain. So I think their position... You know Chamberlain, don't you? Chamberlain. Liaison. Liaison again. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like he's becoming a very important, vital part of the team. And then we've moving on to Matip. Christ, this is the longest review in history. No, but I think with Matip, again, he's... since he came, when he came to the club, he cost us absolutely nothing. My ad from Schalke. And how much did you pay for um, forehead? Mane, we haven't signed him. No, <laughs> the other forehead. Your centre back, Aaron Maguire. <laughs> Slabhead. Slabhead. We paid what? The world record was it ninety million? The world record fee. How much did you pay? Eighty something, wasn't it? How much did you pay for Linder off? I couldn't tell you, mate. About forty. Props, 35, 40 million. How much did you pay for Smallface? Jesus Christ, mate, it was about 11 years ago, I don't know. What about? We got him from Fulham. What about Jones? Not much. Jones we got from Blackburn, so it won't be much. So, so my point is, is that he's cost us absolutely nothing. And he's just grown into this absolute confident beast. It's like when Gomez is like the one for the future, and I think him and Van Dijk could be our partnership for many seasons to come. But I think because he got injured, Matip's... 35 million, sorry, 35 million 35 euros mil. he played for Lindelof. Did you? What a waste of money that was. But I think <laughs> shit in the air. But I think um, with Matip, he, he has a different dimension to our team. Like Gomez is very sound defender, isn't he? He's very good at what he does. But I think his injuries had a impact on his actual overall performance at the moment. So it's better to take him out of the limelight. And Matip stepped up. But what I've noticed is he he, he adds a bit of creativity to us. He carries the ball out a bit like Rio used to. Like he doesn't just pink off a pass like over the top or like a Please sideways don't pass. Joel Matip to Rio for <laughs> ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that he car- him and Van Dijk both bring a different dimension to our team so when they're playing together but I just feel like if you were in the central defence of Liverpool and you were struggling like literally you and then you signed Virgil van Dijk you'd look a lot more assured next to him I think I'd improve him mate <laughs> would you yeah I'm sure you would <laughs> but I think he's been nothing but outstanding mate in my opinion Christ since the back in the last season and the Champions League final it, it comes to the thing as well you're all playing with confidence now when you look at when you look at teams under Fergie, when we when we have like Cleverly and O'Shea and and players like that in there that were just like ex- this is what I mean. But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you? I know what you're saying. When confidence is high and you're winning stuff and you're playing really well and you've got a good team unit, you're just confident and you're playing better anyway. Then you overperform. Yeah. So that's probably that's all it is. If you hit a blip, watch him go shit. No. I bet yeah, he probably. does. I bet he does. Probably, yeah. But it's again, is he going to play every the week? Thing I don't is, know. Are you going to hit a blip? Probably not. We will do. We all teams hit a blip in the Can't season, wait. don't they? Can't wait. As long as it's not Old Trafford, that's all that matters. Imagine. Oh, come on. That'd be so good. <laughs> and then I think the fair player, really, is the one of the most important ones this on is our the team. Positive section. No, it's I've like Bobby Firmino, mate. What about him? The reason I want to mention him last is because, one, him. he's just him. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it's because he's just scored the 50th goal for the club. He's the highest scoring Brazilian in the Premier League. Don't get on to 50 goals. Come on. What are you going to say? 
Uh, sorry, yeah, Marshall's got 50 goals, and you don't hear me going on about it. Because Although, because I forgot to go on about it in previous, <laughs> uh, last two podcasts but or something. I think both of them as well. Let's compare them both. They're both not out-and-out strikers, are they? So it's a massive well, achievement, Marshall mate. certainly wasn't playing that, that, in that like, moment, And Bobby so plays very deep, doesn't he? So he doesn't play high up the field, waiting for the chance on the edge of the box. He, he does drop it. He yeah. runs up and down that pitch, mate, yeah. from, from the first minute to the 90th. Yeah. He's involved in more or less everything that's positive for us. He just brings a completely different dimension to us. And when he's not playing, we don't look like we're going to score because it's like there's no one creating those opportunities for the front two. Yeah. So I just think he, he deserves a massive mention, mate. He's legendary for us. I'm going to say it, Mourinho, legendary. Mourinho was singing his praises yesterday, you know. On what? On Sky, On Sky Sports, Sports, yeah. When he covered the North London derby, he was saying that the reason that Arsenal don't play similarly with their front three as you do is because Lacassette plays very high. Whereas Firmino, Firmino drops in, doesn't he? And he allows you to Salah and Mane, wide men, he was saying, to come in diagonally. Yeah, he does like that. And then they're all together and he can make those runs, he said, whereas Lacassette doesn't, he wants to play that high striker. So that he was he was like mirroring what you've just said. He makes like loads way. of unselfish runs, doesn't he? Yeah. So like if um, if me and you were running forward on a, on a football pitch, which are very unlikely at our age now, <laughs> all bastards. Yeah, we do run um, still on a football pitch as fast. <laughs> But like on on Saturday, I think there's a moment where um, we were breaking forward, and I think Firmino must have seen an opportunity for Salah to break into some space. He just made like a hundred meters burst, mm. took the defender away unselfishly, and obviously Salah was greedy and missed. But yeah. it's just he's so creative. Like over the last three or four weeks, he's brought like so much different flair, hasn't he? Like against That's Arsenal, nice. that that chip. I forgot to mention that in the last in the last podcast actually, just before half time when he dinked it over. Um, was it? Who is it in defence? Probably Gwendouzi or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, he's wait. pulled it over him, didn't he? And then like a half volley out of nowhere. Yeah, it went nowhere either, so but it was a nice but bit of skill though. Yeah. It was. But like he's just getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Like our front three mate cost us ninety million. And I know you hate this expression. Don't but, say nothing. But the net worth now oh, fuck <laughs> net worth is probably worth about six hundred million, mate. Alright, nice. Will you be seeing that in your pocket? <laughs> If so, then I'd be asked. What about United's? What's your net worth for your front three? £7.82. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, mate, it was another three points on the board. Yeah. So your positive was your My positive is, is that the Sun Unsung Heroes are getting better and better and better. Yeah. Salah, Mane and Firmino are scoring goals. They're all contributing. You got we, any negatives? Yeah. No, I've actually not, mate. Wow. This On this one game week, I've actually got no negatives. We, did, we, did, we kept negative. our first clean sheet. I, I'll give you a negative. The, Go on. Why, why Adrian is deputising, he just does, doesn't look as solid, does he? No, but he's like, it's any sub-goalkeeper if you look at United. So like, yeah. what, what's your I'm, depth? Mate, to be honest, I'm clutching at straws. <laughs> to be honest with you, to give you a negative. So, but I think like, in his first game, in, in his first five games, he's won four, drawn one, and he's got a medal. So I think that's only going to breed confidence. And he's, mm. he, Even Enio probably knows that he's nowhere near Allison's level. No, like, yeah, but who is in the Premier League? So uh, I think he's a, he's a good backup. De Gea. He's a good backup, mate. And I think That's it's only a short term answer. In the next four weeks, Allison will be back, and hopefully by that point, we're still unbeaten in the Premier League, still charging City, and then we can push on again. But yeah, he's probably the only negative. But I think it's a bit unfair to give him yeah. negative criticism because he's just trying to do his best, isn't he? Hmm. He's That's... been brought in as a substitute, and he's just been forced into action. Hasn't he? Yeah. That's um, that's a lovely review, Lee. Well done. Thank you, sir. Shall we look forward? Um, yeah, especially because all United fans are losing their heads, mate. It's only August. 
It's natural though, isn't it? Like, it's natural. It's natural. Well, it's a transition period, mate, isn't it? <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. Seven years. Um, so yeah, let's look look ahead at the previews then. So obviously going into next week, it's international break. But before we move on, actually, mate. Yes. Just yes, to yes, interrupt yes, you, mate. Yes, we yes, forgot yes. to we forgot to mention the other two results. Oh, sorry. For, for all those that that care. Yeah. For all those that give a shit. So <laughs> um, on Sunday, um, Everton won three two at home. Yeah. And um, a good re- result for your boys playing for third and fourth place. Arsenal's Spurs drew to all. Yeah, that went in our favour, that. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you, mate, but yeah. It's okay. Just thought we'd let... Like, for, all the, for all those that for care. For all the Arsenal, Tottenham and uh, Everton fans that are listening to this United and Liverpool Paul podcast. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mention. Um, <laughs> hashtag mention. Yeah, that's for you. So, yeah, looking forward, it's obviously international break now next week, so um, there's no Premier League football on, but coming back... After the weekend, after that, we are at home to Leicester, which is a which is a tough game, tough game. Jamie Vardy, um, mate, always scores against you boys, doesn't he? Loves it, doesn't he? And they're playing well under under Rodgers. They've got some good players. Madison's Buendum. good. God, I need to predict, don't I? I'm trying to think. So why don't we change it? So at the moment, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Some one nil up at the moment. So when it comes to predictions, don't do this because you do this. On I'll FIFA. predict. No, you but give me a chance too early, and then I'll predict your. You. Right, so what we should do is for both of our fixtures, I predict your result, you predict your result, I predict mine, you predict ours, and you get two chances. That'll the actual yeah okay. prediction but chart. Then if you win, you have double the chance to win. If you get my prediction right, you get two points. Wow. Okay. If you get yours right, you okay, get one. Okay. Okay. Home win oh, away. Okay. Okay. I'll do okay. that. Right. So I'm going to say for United against Leicester. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I don't want to say draw because I want to get it right. Wow, your home ambition is a draw. No, it's not. But I'm looking but. at previous results. I'm saying, let me say what I say every week. We're going to bounce back, and I think we're going to win two 0 <laughs> For those that don't know, I've got my hand in my head. Yeah. We're going to bounce back. We're going to keep a clean sheet when our defense has been playing crap. Um, but yeah, we can but hope. You're going for 2 0. What are you saying? So I'm going to say, based on how Leicester have been playing over the last few weeks, really? I've been an avid fan watching them every week, not. Um, but I have Jamie, Rogers, J- <laughs> Jamie Vardy is on fire. He's having a party. He's definitely having a party. And I think, based upon international break and depending on how many United players play for the represented countries, mm. it's hard to predict after international break. I'm going to go for a. 5 0 Leicester. Yeah. 2-1 United 2-1 2-1 United wow and I'm going to go for, I'm even going to throw out there for a bonus point I'm going to say a Rashford double shit are you <laughs> clairvoyant or something <laughs> right if that comes true then I'll be happy because you said we'll win so I'm, so I'm going to go for United home win so okay. start your season off 2-0 Rashford double for you I'm not going to yep. sit my neck out and say scorers but right cool who so have you got? We've got um, Newcastle at home, mate. Um, it's a 12.30 kick-off on the Saturday. Always a good game in Liverpool-Newcastle. It has been over the years, yes, it has, mate. And we usually come on, out on top, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> um, So it's a 12.30 kick-off. I've actually got myself a ticket for this game. Oh, I know that was... I mentioned, actually mentioned yeah, the fact that I was meant to go into Arsenal, but got I got let down. I let down at last minute. Yeah, nightmare. Which really pissed me off, if I'm honest, because I was looking forward to going to my first game at Anfield this season. But... It's one of them. It didn't happen. They still won. 
So that's yeah. all that matters. But he's he, but, you're after the Newcastle. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to the Newcastle yeah, game. So um, I'll bring you some coverage before and after during. Yeah, on the on the, on the Instagram page, just yeah. so you can have an insight for all of those that don't get to go. Yeah. But going back to the actual game itself, <laughs> Steve Bruce is he's one of the managers, isn't he? Where he pulls out a really good result every now and again, like he did with Spurs a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but his, new, well, against, his teams are usually set up quite negatively. We batted one of his Birmingham sides about yeah, seven or eight one you'll be years then, ago. Mate, you'll be um, so I'm going to go for a convincing clean sheet, two 0 at home. Okay, I'm going. You'll you'll beat him three 0 Three 0 Yeah. So it's a it's a guarantee win for another Liverpool victory again. I don't like this predicting two games because I've got to say that you're going to win. And I don't. No, like no. It. But it's international breaks one of them, mate. You just don't know what you're going to yeah. get, do you? Yeah. But I think we will win. 2 0 at home. Salah and Manuel assist each other, sort it out, and we'll carry on top of the table. Right, cool. And just before that's it then, isn't it? Um yeah, we can touch on just if... before we yeah, I was gonna say mate, sorry, just before we um, we finish, obviously it's international break next week, but we are gonna be uh, back next week. We'll obviously cover the under twenty three still and the women's game. And um, we'll probably just mention the internationals as well, because obviously some of our players feature in there, so we will mention that. Who has been called up to the home nation side? So we've got, God, Lingard's been called up. So for us, it's Henderson. You've got Henderson, Trent. Are they doing an Instagram post on this one? So you've got um, Wan Bissaka. Oh, Aaron Wan Bissaka. Harry Maguire. First senior call up that for Wan Bissaka. So well done, Swin there. So we've got Joe Gomez, Trent. Joe Gomez been called up, has he? Oxley and Chamberlain. Chamberlain has. Yeah, Jordan Henderson. So we've got four. You've got one, two. I think, I think you just made that up. And there it is, Mr. There Saf. it is, he pulls Mr. Saf. Out his, his waistcoat. Himself, going, <laughs> eat this information. So yeah, it's um, who we play, mate. Is it Kosovo and Bulgaria? I think. Bulgaria. Yeah, just I don't. You only like to watch the competitive. Yeah, I'm the same as like I think. We'll mention it. Uh, and then Scotland's got Robertson and McTominay, haven't they? Yeah. So we the Dutch lad Van Dijk and yeah, Genie. We're, we're English, so we're not going to mention all. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll be back next week still with the podcast. Um, obviously, just no first team coverage, but it's going to be good because I'm going to go to the. Um, I, I think we did I say this before. We did, didn't we? we briefly um, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to the um, Manchester derby for the women, so we'll have we'll have some good review of that for you as well. So, um, right, we just need to sign off then. So, as ever, everyone, thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, we, as I say, numbers are going up every time we have a look at the analytics on on um, Spotify and iTunes and stuff. Numbers are, are going up steadily. So, thank you very much if you're taking the time out to listen to us or you've got us on on your commute or anything like that. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, if you want to leave us a review a five star review on iTunes and leave a little write us a little review if you want um, then again thank you very much it really really helps us out that it makes us so much more visible and it'll help our numbers grow so thank you and we, we do appreciate it if you're going to do that we're available at Red Side Rivals on Instagram and at Red Side Rivals on Twitter if you want to look at our Instagram it's just basically we just post some information and stuff on match days and we do like a women's Wednesday where we look at the women's game and, and just put some general info on there, really. Nothing too crazy and promote the podcast and stuff, don't we? So yeah. And Twitter's, we don't really do anything on Twitter, but we set one up anyway. <laughs> um, 
We're uh, redsiderivals at gmail.com if you want to contact us and uh, tell us if you agree or disagree or if you want to ask us anything or um, you want to tell us anything that you want us to discuss. Um, if you email us, we'll obviously read it out and give you a shout out and stuff. So that's there for you. Thank you to Mr. Will Rice for our theme tune. And that's it, I think, mate. Yeah, that's it for this week, mate. So we look forward to... Oh, Lee's going to... Um, no, I'll wait to see uh, this week. So he's going to see the rest of the Liverpool fans. <laughs> so if you want to email him and oh, get him to... God, um, no, he didn't. Get him to go and shake the hands of Norway fans, he'll film that for you. I'm going to see him. It's going to be Yeah, <laughs> <Stinging>. I'm <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, but thank you very much, seriously. Um, we really appreciate it. We appreciate listening. it. It's nice to know somebody's listening. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. Look forward to speaking to you all again, or... For you all listening to us, rather. Yeah, Game five. He's gonna he's gonna creep round to each one of your houses. I'm whisper for your letterbox. Just, it won't take long because there's not many. But um, Lee will be um, looking for your letterbox, so look out for him. He's got a massive face. Until next time. Until next time, guys. Thanks very much. Sarah. Bye for now.